Hello there, Vitamizers. Welcome back to the How Do You Health podcast. As always, I'm Allison here with MSW Nutrition in Austin, Texas. And your co-hosts for this show are John Mendoza at Nurse Doza on Instagram, as well as Baldo Garza at Tex-Mex Yogi on Instagram. Before I introduce our guest... This podcast is brought to you by MSW Nutrition. MSW Nutrition is a supplement line designed to help support your body in as many ways as possible, starting with the liver. By helping to repair liver health, you're supporting your body's biggest detox organ so that it can do its job taking care of the rest of you. We carry supplements to help with mood, stress, energy, weight loss, gut health, immunity, and much more. Any product carrying the MSW Nutrition label will be produced in an FDA-certified lab and contain the most bioavailable version of those nutrients possible. Make sure to check out our website at www.mswnutrition.com to see all the latest stacks to help you reach your health goals. This podcast is also brought to you by Athletic Outcomes. Athletic Outcomes is Austin's boutique wellness studio focusing on functional fitness and sports recovery. Located in Southeast Austin, AO provides services such as personal training, group classes, pre- and postnatal training, nutrition coaching, massage therapy, chiropractic, recovery compression boots, and MSW lounge vitamin shots. It's your one-stop shop for health and fitness. Check them out on social media at Athletic Outcomes to stay up to date with their events and programs. This podcast is produced by Flabs to Fitness, Inc. Flabs to Fitness is an online wellness company that specializes in mindful eating, personalized workout programs, and offers a subscription workout program for 20-minute workouts you can do anywhere. We also have a brand new online workout community called Online Workout Badasses, where we have three donation-based Zoom workout classes a week and an amazing community of people who are all working to be healthier together. Please join below in the show notes. It's also a social media content firm for creation and scheduling of content and engagement with your fans on a variety of platforms, including this podcast. Find out more about Flabs to Fitness at www.flabstofitness.com. Our guest today is Dr. Amanda Garcia. She's known as the Feedback Pharmacist, and she has some really cool ways that she combines her pharmacy knowledge um, with her natural uh, lifestyle choices. She works with clients in a very unique way, and we dive into it quite a bit on this episode. So here are the boys, John and Baldo, with Dr. Amanda Garcia on the How Do You Health podcast. Hi, guys. Welcome to the How Do You Health podcast. We, it's Friday. It's, uh, <laughs> it's awesome. It's a Friday, and, and I, we, I don't think we've done a Friday episode in a while. We've been doing like Monday mornings and, and Wednesday and Friday mornings. Um, but we're excited to be here with Dr. Amanda Garcia from the Feedback Pharmacist. We're going to be talking a lot of different things about health. We got Nurse Doza and I'm Tex-Mex Yogi, so let's uh, let's get the party started. I'm going to drop some bliss first. I'm making <laughs> That's a great way to start off a podcast. Uh, <laughs> I'm making a mess over here with my Slenderitas. We're all vitamin <clears throat> up right now. Yeah. So Dr. Garcia here is a, a friend of ours we met earlier this year. She actually got a, a shot from us, a vitamin injection, I think twice, right? Yeah, yeah NAD. 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 Yes, NAD. Too. And uh, you got to meet us, I guess, that we got to meet each other at our pop-up. Yeah, the pop-up. Right? That was the first time we met yeah. it. So we had a pop-up earlier this year, and um, this was part of, uh, I guess, more of an Austin community to have a bunch of panelists on there talking about, you know, 
entrepreneur things, health, wellness, finances, all walks of life. And it was cool because anytime you get together that like-minded group of people, you get to really meet other people, and which is nice. And so you're a pharmacist, yes. right? And it's almost like I'm saying that by trade now, right? Yeah. Because that's kind of like just the basis of your of your knowledge and your expertise, right? So yeah. so tell us, uh, you're a pharmacist, but yeah. there's much more to it than that. Why did you yeah. become a pharmacist? So I originally became a pharmacist. Well, it's funny. I My parents were both in the medical field, and when I was younger, I said I'm never going to go in the medical field. And that's when you say, you know, never say never. Um, but I was definitely not one that could do with, like, the blood and guts part of the healthcare. Yeah. So that's kind of why I went towards the pharmacy side, because I could still help people. And I did like the chemistry and everything of it, um, but I didn't have to deal with the blood and guts part of it all. So that's originally what got me into pharmacy. I also was really into animal medicine. So kind of one of the original things was to possibly do like a compounding pharmacy and, you know, have something where I can work with pets and animals and do that. But I went into um, independence and then was at Walmart for a while. Um, definitely hated life. Doing <laughs> that. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Um, and talk about stress. That put me into... Actually, that kind of caused my stress and put me into what my healing journey was. So being there, <coughs> um, oh, you're good. <laughs> I uh, started having really bad back pain and I couldn't stand for more than 10 or 15 minutes at a time and got to the point where like, I had to have a stool at work and we tried every pain pill, pain injection. I did um, joint injections, epidural injections, and like nothing would help the pain. Or we can look at um, surgery, but we don't know if that going to actually like do anything so I was like well that's awesome let's not do that so I found a um, holistic practitioner and the first doctor to ask me anything about my diet um, first doctor to do like full blood work and my cortisol levels were just off the charts it was like one o'clock in the afternoon and my cortisol was like in the 20 something so it was just crazy and I was going between adrenal fatigue and adrenal exhaustion and I know if I'd gone into surgery at that point I would have gone into adrenal crisis yeah so that was kind of my like maybe get off the pharmaceuticals because at that time I was taking like at least 12 medications a day. Wow. Yeah, I was doing allergy shots, um, Singular, uh, Allegra, Sudafed around the clock. Um, I you know I was taking Adderall for ADHD, so that definitely didn't help the adrenal issue. Um, <laughs> and then all the pain meds that were just barely like making it to where I could function. So. So what what did you have with your back again? It ended up being my adrenals that were causing my back pain. Really. So I do have structural issues, but it wasn't the the cause of my pain. Wow. Yeah. So when you have stress in your life that might be, I don't know, something you can't control, does you do you have back pain? Yeah. Yeah. So it, it it's like same spot and so everything. So flares right? up. Oh yeah. yeah. I, I have a little bit of it right now because it's just been one of those few weeks where I have been burning the candle at both ends. But yeah. um, it took a long time to notice the difference between that pain between like this is the stress pain versus this is just a muscle like I overworked or did something else yeah yeah so so when you it's kind of weird you were on 12 medications mm -hmm. you're like I don't know what's going on found out eventually but did you come become a pharmacist because you're like I don't want other people to have to take 12 pills or no what? I became a pharmacist because I was just interested in the medicine and wanting to help people and so get that part so yeah. when you get to, when you get to that aspect of it what's interesting about it is that I say by trade now and you've yeah. worked in Walmart and all this stuff too you don't I mean you're a pharmacist but that doesn't necessarily pertain just to pharmaceuticals yeah right which is weird because that's in your title yeah right and so plant medicine herbs Ayurvedic medicine you're big on essential oils mm -hmm. big right essential oils and the whole kind of using food as medicine as well and right just, yeah so is that what you incorporating now mm -hmm. into how you approach like 
Because you can do, you, I mean, basically patients, you have patients. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm also a certified bioenergetics practitioner. There you so go. I, I do that so, as well. So explain bioenergetics for us. Yes. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> That's an interesting one. So um, it has a lot to do with the, you know, um, quantum physics, quantum biology. Um, so what I'm able to do is I can scan the entire body field um, and we can go into physical as well as emotional things that can be causing the pain. Um, I can't get exact levels, but I can, s I can also see if there's certain things in the environment or in your nutrition that can be causing an issue in your energetic field. Um, so it's just kind of a surface area to get to it. And then with that, I, I kind of, based on what's going on, can work with food, work on their supplements. I go through medication review as well because that's, you know, a big background that yeah. I have. So. Um, eventually trying to get off the medications that you can. Um, sure. Yeah. It's interesting, right, because you're assessing frequencies, mm -hmm. right? Is that... Uh, okay, and so then <laughs> I want to touch on something that we've been kind of messing with and that I've said, too, about like, because of the whole COVID, right? And, and, and uh, earlier today, someone at HEB, I wasn't planning on going to HEB, and I went in there without a mask and some lady asked me or s made a comment to me yeah. it was like I can't believe you're not wearing your mask and it wasn't like a, someone working there it was just someone, someone. Walking, and yeah. I was like oh I don't get sick you know I just kind of like brushed it off and I kept walking because I was like I'm, I need to go get this yeah I need to go get these things regardless of whatever right um but we've kind of discussed about like would I even if I'm vibrating at this other frequency that this disease is is and, and this disease is vibrating at a different frequency would it would it even attach yeah that's a good, good thought i would to me i would say no like if like it would just repel yeah. like in, in a sense right like but that's interesting right because then whenever you let's say you have just uh from a frequency or energetic an energetic level how does that work between like let's say an almond that he reacts bad to it but i don't yet the almond has the same frequency mm. but your frequencies are different okay so does that mean that <laughs> I, does that mean i need to be at a different frequency to, in order to to be able to handle the almond my frequencies off that's what the sensitivity is it could just be the frequency within that general area too not like your not just your body like every every single cell is going to have its own vibration as well too so kind of getting into seeing if there's a problem at the cellular level versus just like the whole body. So which cell would it be? Would it be like the <laughs> stomach? Would it be the digestive tract? It's would cell it one A B C. Well, I mean, yeah. this is exactly where I go no, to yeah, because no, right because that's all right. So <laughs> there was a there's an article I read that one of the issues with the COVID deal was that ACE ACE one ACE ACE one inhibitor. Yeah. It was that that was the receptor site that was malfunctioning, hmm. and one of the medications that you automatically think about that you could throw that way is like an ACE inhibitor, yeah. right, for blood pressure, right? Blood so pressure. it's like a same receptor. Or like, and, yeah. and and it's interesting because then in COVID, it was like, well, it affects the angiotensin uh, renin response, right? And that messes with blood pressure. What was fascinating, not necessarily that it's like, well, maybe it's related to the kidneys or something. It was more this like, okay, well, tell me about that one receptor site on the lungs. Like, what's going on with it? So I read more about it did some research and so the receptor site on the lungs imagine there's like beads that cover all the tissue of your lungs like and it's very they're very small beads but imagine each one of those beads is a very distinguishable gym and it's different <laughs> right i know we're talking about gyms right and and it's like this is this is one gym this is a different one right there so each one's very unique right and maybe one of those gyms is malfunctioning 
and it's not attracting what you're wanting out of it, right? So that's essentially what they're saying is going on because that receptor site's off, the, all the energy and the pathways that are going there to help the whole tissue function is not working properly. That's essentially what they've said. So I said, okay, that's, that's interesting. Well, tell me more about the receptor site. So the receptor site, come to find out, it has like amino acids for the receptors as as the receiving end of like acquiring nutrients, right? Cells will absorb nutrients in order to basically get stronger, right? A lung will absorb things like B12, oxygen, zinc, whatever, right? And when it was absorbing these things, it basically allows it to either latch on or not, right? A receptor site. Well, glutamine is one of those things there, all right? And you have lysine receptors, and you have like essential amino acid receptors all throughout that. And so I kind of came to the conclusion, I was like, well, what if, what if this was like a glutamine deficiency because that receptor site was turned off, mm. okay? And essentially, if glutamine is the most abundant amino acid in the body, and apparently you need a lot of it to attach the tissue to function well, right? Then if there's a deficiency or a malfunction, you're not able to attract that glutamine, then, then that tissue can't function properly. That's my thought process, right? From the quantum physics aspect of it, you would say like, okay, well, how do I change that pathway? How do I change that frequency to where now it's like running at this operation, yep. right? And if you're looking at medicine, you think about it from different aspects, different options. Okay, I use this tool. You could probably get it from this way. You can get it from this way. Medicine doesn't see it that way. They don't see it as the other options. They just say, nope, it's just this one thing because we were taught this. ACE inhibitor 2, they start chasing blood pressure, kidneys, they're away from it already. You probably think from your quantum physics and essential oils aspect, you're probably like, well, I don't know, man. Like, what would it take to get that body in a positive mindset to where you would naturally be able to fix it on its own? Yeah. And that's kind of what the, that I'm able to do with the biofeedback is you're getting in there and correcting whatever that misinformation is. Like, one of the ways I kind of explain it is, like, so say that cell was like a train ticket, even though we don't really use paper tickets anymore we're just gonna pretend <laughs> yeah say <laughs> so you have one and it's like in chinese or it's expired basically it doesn't function as a ticket like it's supposed to so what we do with the pulse electromagnetic field from my device is we go in and kind of correct that misinformation so now that ticket's able to function as a ticket so your cells are able to function like they're supposed to because you know if all cells are functioning properly all your organs function properly and your body can heal itself and when I started using that for me, like my back started to straighten. I started to get, like my roommate was like, you're sitting up taller. My massage therapist was like, your rib cage shifted. And it was just my body was getting to where it was supposed to be. Yeah. You have a holding pattern. Yeah. Right. Neuroplasticity and the way that our bodies hold ourselves is a guarding mechanism. And you can use it to your advantage or your disadvantage. And I, in a chiropractic world, I, I look at it as if you have an injury in your neck, and it hurts to turn to the right, you're just not going to turn to the right anymore. Yeah. After a while, you lose that range of motion. Your pain goes away, so you don't notice anything's wrong until one day it's like someone says, turn to your right. You can't even turn all the way at all right here, yeah. like 10, 10 degrees. And like, yeah, just how it's always been. doesn't hurt, so they don't think about it, right? And when you have people who – I mean it's, it's just incredible because if you have someone who's literally so – in tune with their body like baldo is who says like you know what i don't even think i can vibrate to get <laughs> to get low enough to where i think i can even get sick i understand where he's coming from because he says this and i'm like that makes sense on a science level yeah the general public will be like what you don't get sick 
you know, and they think he's crazy. Probably, I'm guessing, right? I'm seeing this lady. Well, I didn't like, pay any mind to it. I was, if anything, I thought I was easing her mind. But now, come to think about it, it's, it's probably, probably like, not. Like, it's probably yeah. like just like this guy's crazy. Yeah. Like he doesn't. <laughs> we, were, we were joking around. Like he doesn't believe in it. That it's a thing and it's still yeah. out there. It's the 5G, he, uh, right, yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, just like he's one of those people, right? You know. <laughs> but but the truth is, there a lot of all of this. Even this week alone, we've seen more validation in the beliefs that if you are vibrating at a higher frequency, you won't get sick. It just happens. It's almost like a force field, right? Yeah. Your immune system is is a guard. And when you th- I think about a shield, I really think like if they had armor and you had a shield up, your immune system is like a, a shield that blocks all these pathogens, bacteria, viruses, whatever – attacking you and you're just blocking it and it's just bouncing right off like ricocheting off you but it's a force field yeah your immune system is a force field of energy that you carry around and so this is one of the most fascinating things about it you can feel energy from someone like you physically can i i know i can yes i can run my hand over someone's spine and i can feel hot spots and you can call them chakras you can call them radiance or whatever but just think about that if there's a misdistribution of energy throughout the body and then maybe the force field of the immune system is compromised in any way. That's dysfunction. You are a breeding ground for disease. You're a breeding ground for disease and inflammation, um, back pain. You call it back pain. I call it depression. You can call it anxiety. Oh, yeah. I, everything. And when you're in chronic pain situations, I definitely went into depression. Like your, yeah. your friends stop inviting you because every time you want to go somewhere, you're like, no, I'm, I'm going to be the party pooper because after 10 minutes, I'm going to have to be like, I'm out. You know? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You... Uh, it gets really depressing when you're in chronic pain. Right. But yeah. it's weird because you were probably taught in school that depression is separate from your back pain. Mm-hmm. So you're like, you got to take something else for that. Yeah. Oh, and that, I, I tried those. That, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm very sensitive to all those. So let me just guess here. You said 12 medications <coughs> and back pain. All right. I'm going to guess which ones. All right. Mm-hmm. See how close I get. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm guessing you said Adderall. So we know that was one. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm, I'm guessing it was back pain. You probably took an opioid. So one of the tramadol, Vicodin, hydrocodone, T three, tried those, but trying to. I was also having to work as a pharmacist, so those would be like maybe at night I could do that, but not. So it's more like Mobic during the day, right? Meloxicam, right? All right, then you had either Tizanidine at night, or a Cyclobenzaprine. Cyclobenzaprine. Okay, which is a muscle relaxer. Okay, you still probably had your horse pill ibuprofens. There were like six hundred milligrams. Eight hundred. Eight hundred times a day. Eight hundred yeah. milligrams. There you go. Okay, <laughs> three times a day, and you alternate between that and Tylenol. No. I just did the Metrin. Okay, yeah. see, some people would alternate, right? But Tylenol doesn't do anything for me. Yeah. There you go. See, that's what they'll say, right? Um, okay, and then True bark. <laughs> or the hydrocodone had the Tylenol. So ah, uh, I was gonna yeah. say that's the Percocets and the hydrocodones and Norco's and all that. They'll have that too. Um, okay, so then, so mentally, you you were off. So we talked about the Adderall, Prozac, Zoloft, Wellbutrin. I tried. I tried a couple different ones. I tried Wellbutrin. I tried Sertraline. Wellbutrin was an interesting one. I was like watching like some stupid surfer movie and it was like a happy moment at the ending and all of a sudden I'm bawling and I'm like why am I bawling <laughs> like she just won a surfing competition <laughs> not like this, this crazy thing so I was like that one obviously didn't work and then the Zoloft one um, I, I tried that and after like two drinks I would black out damn well see what was it uh, hydrocodone I believe That's that was like my well, I probably shouldn't say this but oh wait, I already started that was like the <laughs> one that if I was broke in college and I had because I, I had some for whatever reason I was like oh I can take one of these and drink a beer and I'll be good yeah, yeah. yeah. It was the that, cheap, yeah. and it's not good yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. not a good thing well yeah. see back in high school um, 
<laughs> this is interesting. So I grew up in Austin, right? And so the influence in a high school, actually, like, you know, late 90s, was um, hip-hop was really big. Third Coast rap was big from Houston and all that. And so there was a rapper out of there called DJ Screw. Mm-hmm. And if you're familiar from Third Coast, he had this really weird way of playing music. It was really slowed down. Cue the song. Yeah, right. Allison, Allison make sure you play some of that. <laughs> June 27th is a good one. But uh, if, if you if you kind of put your body in that way to like absorb the music the way it's supposed to be, is you'd have to slow your mind down. And it's essentially slowing down your nervous system. So there was a drink called Lean. Yeah. And it was a purple drink, and it was codeine. And it was yeah, it was it was codeine, and you would it was cough syrup, right? And so wait, who would drink this? Anyone, <laughs> Any, yeah, anyone. You they just, would add it to like your drinks. Yeah, you add yeah. a Seven Up. Like where would you get this? Cough syrup. It's, it's cough syrup. It's cough like, syrup. Like you go to your mom's codeine. cabinet. God damn! I used to chug Pepto Bismol. I mean that's. <laughs> I mean, the truth is, you can take a bunch of Benadryl <laughs> and you could be really loopy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's. Oh, I take, I take like the one little tiny strip or whatever, and I Benadryl knocks me out. Yeah. Because yeah. I always thought it was like strawberry milk. <laughs> and I was like. Did you probably drink that ear antibiotic See, too, but didn't you? My mom and, you, and I used to eat uh, Vicks. Oh, no. I'm like, no. That's all Mexican, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I no. love it. Like, if you have, like, the sniffles or, like, the fluish, yeah. like, like, it would, she would, like, yeah, oh, just eat some of that. Of course you would. Yeah. On the, of course yeah, you would. Put it, rub it on your chest, rub yeah. it on your sinuses, put it, you know. Do the huevo. Put in your coffee. The huevo. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, your <laughs> you mom would do the huevo. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, you got bet you did. Yeah. So, Balder told me one time, he told me one time that he had a burn on his arm. And uh, yeah, he, he was, was. You were in Mexico at the time, I think, right? Like no, no, visit. no. I this happened in San Antonio. I okay. had a, a battery acid burn, like bad. Ooh. Okay, that's why I had all that extra hydrocodone. Gotcha. That would make sense. Yeah. So <laughs> then he said that his grandmother saw it. It was like, why are you still dealing with this? You know, whatever. And grabbed him and went to the backyard or something. Yeah, right? and grabbed some plant and just made a cream and put it on there. And what happened? Well, they told me I, it was it was second degree burns. And I was supposed to not grow my hair back or anything, nothing. Like after yeah. that cream, I was. They gave me some other cream, which is like basically just to like cool it off, yeah. right? Because it was like burning the whole time. Because it was. It's. I mean, it's a toxic. I mean, it's a chemical burn, right? And then, and they told me like it's not gonna like you're gonna be fine, but like you're probably not never gonna grow hair. There's gonna be stain all over you and all that stuff. Nothing. Like my grandma made whatever the hell she made, and it was gone like in a week. Not even. <laughs> And then, then that's why I had all that extra hydrocodone because I never used it. Like, I never needed it after all that. So I had it for, like, a year. <laughs> yeah. And, it's, yeah. And, it's, and you know, what's incredible about it is that's, like, in Mexican culture, that's a cool endetta. Yeah, that was just, like, whatever. It's just in yeah, the backyard. Right? right? And so when you do that, it's plant medicine. That's what it is. You're the medicine person, right? Yeah. And and. What's I wish her and my mom would have made because my mom also had, like, some crazy recipes for really cool shit. There, no one left the recipe book back because you don't have recipe book like that's the thing it's all <laughs> yeah. taught it's, it's just like taught. knowledge it's right taught. it's just like oh yeah that's what you do well if you're in the kitchen and you're cooking something you learn by default because you're right there next to him like, yeah. like come here cook this and chop this up and all that because tamales were made the same way like our family doesn't really make tamales anymore because like all the daughters and all that they didn't really learn how to do it because they were hanging out playing on their freaking ipads or yeah. well, you know whatever not wanting to learn that because it takes time it's tedious right so the apprenticeship and all that stuff kind of goes to the wayside but what was incredible about it was 
when I heard that story about Baldo's arm and I was like, man, that's, that's incredible. The power of plants that it could do that. Most of the, most medicines come from plants. Yeah. And most of the plants that are in Mexico are some of the world's craziest, most exotic, most desirable plants. And we're not just talking like from the drug cartel wise. I mean, that's, that's a whole other aspect. <laughs> that's a whole other, yeah. But the tr- that's true too. <laughs> that is true as well. <laughs> but the thing is they got it, like they got it all down there. Right. And so if we had, probably another five six seven years uh you know looking into the future here and at least in the states there's going to be an infiltration of plant medicine and it's it's starting with like psilocybin right and so imagine now you go back right instead of trying to zoloft the well beach and you go to your doctor and doctor's like you know what i got this idea i tried folate and that's what was that's what worked for me really folate i didn't have to go to all that extra can bring chemical stuff i just needed folate well you know what's funny <laughs> uh was it the deplin yeah. So when I was in uh, nurse practitioner rotations, there was this uh, doctor I was rotating with, family doctor, and she would show like patients that we were on Prozac. And they're like, let me show you something. Instead of increasing their Prozac, take a look at their vitamin deficiencies. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, well, there's a lot of times they don't metabolize, and this could be like a stack that would just help them. And so that's as far as they could tell me, right? It was like, well, why? And I come to find out it has to do with the MTHFR gene and then just metabolism, like how you break down certain nutrients in your body, how you use it to make things like serotonin and dopamine. So when you look at it from that approach, I was like, okay, well, why is this Deplin thing helping? Like why it's all it is is B9. It's vitamin B9. Why in the world is this better to take with Prozac? So I started researching it, come to find out Prozac is an SSRI. And for the people who are listening, an SSRI is basically something of an antidepressant that causes you to absorb more of the serotonin that you produce okay so imagine you only produce a little bit of serotonin you're only going to absorb a little bit of that serotonin right b9 helps you make more serotonin so your prozac can absorb more serotonin that you're producing that's essentially how it works right what did you notice when you first started taking it well i is i I got off all the other ones and i just needed the folate (laughs) that's it yeah you got off all your medications. Well, not all the depression ones, like. But still. Yeah, I didn't need any. Like, I just needed the folate. That was all my body needed. <laughs> What's crazy, right? That's because amazing. it took you a while to figure that out. Oh yeah, I had to go through, like, you figure that out. I had to go through like three different, like, um, you know, depression meds, and I was like, oh, each one just. Yeah, you know, I'm way too sensitive for those. Yeah. Wow, I, I could tell you right now, there's been a plenty of times that if i walk into a doctor's office baldo walks into a doctor's office we're getting diagnosed with depression oh, just yeah. at, our, at that time of the day or whatever right and what's incredible about it is i know baldo now to where if if he were to walk into the doctor's office and get a prescription for prozac he'd be like what he kind of laugh he'd be like okay. nah, nah that's just not happening right but you just think about most people are not aware of even that b9 is an option yeah because the doctor isn't aware that b9 is an option they they probably don't even know about this prescription right mm-hmm. some of the doctors i didn't even know you could prescribe this yeah my father-in-law he's a family doc he knew about that he's like yeah deplin but when you look at it deplin's expensive yeah it's how expensive is it i don't remember now this was years ago but at the time i had you know walmart insurance so. but still <laughs> it paid, but it was expensive though because yeah, right? it it's like brand name and it's a patent i think right yeah. At, it the, might not. I don't know. It might not be now. It might but not the be way, now, but yeah. So here's here's the real reason why Deplin worked. It's not because it's a prescription drug. It's because of the active form of the 
of the B9, right? Mm-hmm. So what what's the difference between the Deplin and the yeah, what just what why is what's so special about this B9? Um I honestly don't know. I like compared it to B complex or anything. It was just what worked for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's so you noticed it like instantly and you just said like I'd say probably within like three or four days, I started noticing like a different change. But I, I also, it was kind of, um, my depression wasn't like a deep seated, it was kind of a seasonal type thing for me and different things. So maybe that's why I didn't need quite as much with the other ones. And you just thought it was like overkill, like just throwing too much at you. Yeah. yeah. And I just went way too far to the other spectrum. Sure. Yeah. yeah. yeah and, and by the way, that's usually, that's also not always the case where like that's it, the answer is that simple, yeah. right? But the, the, the problem is that, Many times it is that mm-hmm. simple of an answer, but it's never even tried. Yeah. When it's a more natural re- um, answer. Like, let's go through six to eight weeks of this other medication. Yeah, because it's like you tried <laughs> well, all, all these other things for a while, and then yeah. you're just like, oh, this helped. It's like, why wasn't that the first try? Because that's the natural thing that's not going to cause any side effects. Yeah. Why wouldn't that be the first thing someone tried? Well, it's funny because in medication, what you're taught is you, you have a risk assessment. And in medicine, you're taught that uh, do no harm, right? That should be the first idea. But really what it comes down to is do the, the potential benefits outweigh the potential risks? And which is weird because if you just take pregnancy, for example, right? One of the <laughs> biggest things is can can a woman take this medication or not, right? And the standards have changed out the years based off research, right? But it, what research is the question? Like, and where is this research coming from? Because yeah. when I was in practice... Uh, doing pain management there was a pregnant lady or a nursing lady she was nursing uh and she was on liquid hydrocodone or oxycodone one of the two i can't remember and she said she needed it and she was running out early right which is bad news right she's running out of an opioid she's taking too much yeah and she's nursing my question was is this going into the breast milk the research showed that a therapeutic dose and i say this in quotations of that would not seep in and if it did then it would be safe enough and tolerated by the newborn yeah those are the standards and when you <laughs> talk about side effects what's incredible about that is that that's the accepted norm that now things like oxycotton which is a which is a medication that can kill you yeah i mean it's hands down it's an opioid that can kill you is approved for people 14 and years old and above 14 years. So how old were you when you were given all those medications? Oh, this was like five years ago. I was doing all that stuff. But I was like 29, 30. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's usually the norm, right? That people probably get it. But imagine if you were like 14 or 15 yeah. and you were like, well, this when is I did, what they When I had me. surgery, that's what I got. I was I had my ears turned back when I was 14 and I was on all those pain pills yeah. and all that. And yeah. Dentists I, prescribe that. Yeah. I mean, they can usually do that for oral surgery. And I have a buddy, we have a buddy that actually says, yeah, people always come in here saying I got pain and they're wanting, you know, me to write a pill. You know, That's for another hydrocodone. thing too. People want a pill for everything. They Some people don't want the simple, oh, just add this vitamin or add this food to your diet. They want a pill because they think that that's going to fix everything. Do you think it's that or do you think they want like some kind of program or structure or some hobby to like I fester think, after? I think people want, there's, there's two different types of people. There's people that are going to want like something that they can do and like work towards and have that. Um, and then those are probably the people that are going to want to do the more natural and kind of have a plan for themselves. And then there's other people that want the instant gratification. They're like, I want this pill. I want to take it and I want it to work in 45 minutes. Ding, ding, ding.
This podcast is brought to you by MSW Nutrition. MSW Nutrition is a supplement line designed to help support your body in as many ways as possible, starting with the liver. By helping to repair liver health, you're supporting your body's biggest detox organ so that it can do its job taking care of the rest of you. We carry supplements to help with mood, stress, energy, weight loss, gut health, immunity, and much more. Any product carrying the MSW Nutrition label will be produced in an FDA-certified lab and contain the most bioavailable version of those nutrients possible. Make sure to check out our website at www.mswnutrition.com to see all the latest stacks to help you reach your health goals. Yeah, and I, I still, I mean, they're called biohackers. I see that here too. Yeah. I mean, it's the honest truth. It's the same. It's, someone said it best once. They say like, you know, it's you can't hack your way into health. Yeah. Like you can't cheat your way into health. Like there's honest hard work that you have to basically establish a diet. And it means a diet means you eat the same thing every day. A diet isn't a 30 day plan. It's yeah. like, this is how I live. Yeah, yeah. It's a lifestyle. Right. I take these supplements because this is what, if I'm going to take a pill, I'm going to take something that benefits me. And the side effects are better sleep, better poop, better sex, better energy, like, you know, all that. Yeah. And most people can't even, phantom the idea of saying you mean like i have to do this longer than a month yeah like what would i do after how long do i have to take these pills for how long do i have to eat like this i'm like what do you mean like this is what you do like i don't get it it's not that hard it's just changing your routine your habits going back to neuroplasticity right i was taught this is the way well guess what there's another way it's your decision if you choose to try it if you get out of your comfort zone yeah some people can't do it and it's fine it's 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 sucks almost right because in medicine you you go in there thinking you're going to help people and you're going to do your uh, a life's work to basically get people healthier and it's the exact opposite yeah it's the exact opposite in this in this country in this healthcare system sick care system it's a sick sick care system and balder and i when we first started he got introduced to medicine and i gave him a crash course and i said man Here's the real story behind it. Here's what all the practitioners go through. And it sucks. It really does because your hands are tied. You feel like you're going into the system that may be broken, is not benefiting the patient really because we spend more money to get these services and yet we're sicker than what we should be. And the approach is way too much. Think about 12 medications. Who in their right mind would think that's okay? No blood work done. No blood work done. (laughs) No blood work done. Tears, let me make, get this straight. Okay, yeah, because think about it. Uh, antidepressant pill, you don't need blood work for. Adderall, you don't need blood work for. Uh, pain pill, you don't need blood work for. Oh, my Muscle allergy work. meds. Allergy yeah. meds, you don't need a blood work. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And you know what's crazy about it? So, the like, the vitamins that you get here. Why like, is that not, even a thing? Well, this is, this is, this is what pisses <laughs> me off. That doesn't make any sense. This yes. is what pisses me off because we do vitamins here. Like, you're getting a vitamin IV. Yeah. We, we do labs. We did labs today. We do labs tomorrow. We'll do labs the next week. We'll go over labs and say whatever shows up in your labs, we're going to address it with vitamins yeah. because that's what your treatment's going to be. And then we're going to recheck the labs to see if we're making progress. progress. Yeah, That's science. That's data. That should be medicine. The crazy thing is they people consider medicine to be pharmaceuticals. I don't consider pharmaceuticals medicine. The true definition <laughs> of medicine is something that's healing. Mm-hmm. You call it meditation you call it prayer right someone else calls it grounding someone else calls it singing right planting 
gardening. It's whatever it is. And it's incredible because the more that I lurk into health and wellness, the further I get away from the idea that it's taking a pill. Yeah. Even if it is vitamins, I we're the vitamin bros. We're the vitamin kings here. I love it, right? We, we know all <laughs> yeah. things vitamins. But the thing is true is like that's not all we do. Baldo and I's diet has changed what since we've been working together. How many times over in the past four all years? All the time. It yeah. changes all the time. It changes all the time. It'll change next week again. Yeah. Right? You'll change. With well, the if year. anything, sometimes uh, I want to try things to see how I feel so I yeah. can either recommend it or not. You know? That's the same way. I like with different supplements and stuff that I take. I'm just kind of trying different ones. I'm like, I need to know which ones I want to recommend to my clients and which ones I think are, you know. Like, so what what do you like usually? Um, I kind of go through a few different ones right now. I do a lot with Young Living because that's where I get my oils through. So they have a lot of different supplements. Um, Nutrimetrics is one where I get a lot of my supplements that I've been trying. Um, I like it because they're all powder-based. So you can literally like mix them all in one yep. little thing and just take them all and we're good to go. And then um, what was it? Barton. What was the magnesium uh, up, upgrade magnesium yes that one's another oh, upgrade one upgrade labs or up, what it, upgraded up, formulas upgrade okay, formulas but yeah the magnesium is one of my favorites from there too so yeah what so so let's talk about um essential oils yes yeah what tell <coughs> us a little bit about that because i think we've talked about it maybe once or twice before on the podcast but no. never in like detail like what's uh what's what's the aura of them so for me, my, my interest in them was as I was getting off of my medications, I needed to find replacements for all these things that I was taking. Um, and so I actually started with another company. I won't say what company it was um, just because it, it didn't require, you know, any type of signing up and you could just buy it and it was cheaper, blah, blah, blah. And so I added some grapefruit to my water to make it taste better. And then my mouth was all tingly and I'm like, okay, this is this this isn't real grapefruit. Like my mouth wouldn't be having this reaction if it was grapefruit. So that's when I found like Young Living's. Because um, you're actually able to take them internally. So I um, got off my allergy meds by taking a little capsule with oils every day. Yeah. Um, and I was doing that every day until now. I don't even have to do that. I just kind of do it whenever um, uh, people are complaining about allergies. I kind of take it preventatively. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't even really need to take that anymore. Uh, my mom takes um, the juniper right before cedar. She is able to not take her allergy shots anymore. She used to have horrible cedar. So that was kind of like my big aha moment was being able to get off of all my allergy meds because I was doing Singular, Allegra, Sudafed, allergy shots, and I would still get migraines, so I'd have to take a migraine med for that. Um, that was <laughs> getting all of those was a big one for me, and then um, just everything else, kind of replacing all of the chemicals that were in, you know, shampoos, lotions, all the like women don't realize how many chemicals they put on every morning just getting ready. I think it's like 300 a day. It's kind of average Lord. for women. And most of them are in your makeup and your skincare and, you know, shampoo, lotions, all that. So, I know getting all that out of my system was a lot helpful too, but <clears throat> that's where the oils come in too cuz like frankincense, lavender, all those are really good for skin. Um, for me too, like I had really bad acne issues trying getting off all my medications, getting off birth control. I was on it for like 15 years. I know that probably had a big play into my adrenals and all of my stuff as well too, but when getting off of it, I felt like I was a teenager again because my face was just, everything was horrible. So the oils really helped a lot with that too and just kind of calming inflammation and clearing things out. And I finally was able to connect it to my liver and we had a supplement called Juvitone that I was able to help. And that's the last thing that kind of cleared up my skin. But that's awesome. Yeah. It's, I've always been interested in in uh, in the oils just because I don't know, like you. Obviously, oils in general are just like used for cooking, and then they're used for, you know, so many different, you know, I mean, 
then you can go to like oils for like your gasoline and all that stuff right like there's it's just the 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 idea of the oils are is like a very refined so it's just very very concentrated form of the plant so like the 15 ml bottle of lemon has 70 it took 75 lemons to make that one bottle um the 15 ml bottle of lavender it's like 22 square feet of lavender to make that one bottle um so it's just very very concentrated um, yeah forms because they could also like burn right like in certain aspects, but like i remember it depends like so like peppermint and stuff will have that kind of menthol tingle um a lot of the burning is going to be when you're getting synthetic oils so a lot of those kind of like off-counter brands from like Walmart and stuff they're the FDA's definition of essential oil does not distinguish between plant-based and synthetic <clears throat> so for them to say 100% pure essential oil it can be 100% synthetic and not actually like any plant in there interesting yeah FDA so when you <laughs> yeah when you admi- FDA. <laughs> when you administer it is it more like it's a tea is it a topical I do all three ways, actually, aromatic, topically, and internally. Nice. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. So, I, have you read that book yet, Touch for Health? The Applied Kinesiology? Oh, I, I'm like three chapters in, four chapters in now. So, I gave him a book on Applied Kinesiology. Mm. And in there, it talks about acupuncture points and meridians. And so, I was telling him, so you can, you don't have to do the needles, you can tap. Yeah. Right? What I would say is do the essential oils and activate those parts by tapping that because I, I forgot who we were talking to maybe last week or so we were talking about fire and wood and just the idea of like metal and all that and that's a whole nother aspect of like how you're able to it's Ayurvedic medicine it's yeah. how you're able to look at like do you have too much of this and pitta and all that like Vata all like and yeah, all yeah. And all that, right <laughs> but it, you call it different things it's funny because we've talked about chakras before and I say well meridians yeah. nerve segments right and this and this in the chiropractor Cross world sections yeah in the chiropractor world we learn meridians because the chiropractors can do acupuncture yeah and and you don't necessarily need the needles just to get to activate those things but when you understand the energy pathways you look at the body almost like okay well we're just pathways yeah. and there's energy that's flowing through these pathways and they all go do different specific job descriptions right and this one makes this this does that blah blah, blah. so if something's off our motherboard basically says we know how to correct this the control system says we'll rewire it and refocus and do this and does on its own but sometimes it can't genetically speaking nutritional wise or inflammation is just too much to override injury anything yeah just something like that too the weird thing is medication was designed to help the body in that way but it wasn't necessarily designed exactly for what the body needs in order to function yeah that's that's honest truth it's kind of a synthetic replacement so like medication like adderall is like synthetic phosphatidylcholine and phosphatidylcholine is essentially uh, a, a way to synapse the brain. That's that's a it's a neurotransmitter that causes synapses in the brain. And actually, antipsychotic medications are anticholinergic, yeah. right? So it causes the blockage of these synapses. Alzheimer's is essentially um, a decrease in synapses, decrease in choline, right? Phosphatidylcholine, yeah. which is, is incredible. So if you had like people like Alzheimer's and cognitive decline, dementia, and all that, the reason why they're not getting better is because they're putting on a bunch of medications that are basically counteractive yeah stop it on that yeah <laughs> like it just it doesn't make sense right yeah and so throughout this whole process when i just look at medicine healthcare, balder hears that too he's like well that why does it make sense like why who allows this to happen yeah right and it's like well it's the higher ups and that's really the truth and so they're governing this so-called healthcare system and they're dictating 
what people should do with their bodies. The funny thing is you healed your own body, right? That's the truth. Yeah. And that's what you're trying to help other people do. You're not trying to heal the body for them. Mm-mm. You're trying to help them. I'm a guide. Your guide. <laughs> yeah. I'm not the hero. I'm the guide. Yeah. Yeah. And so have you been more satisfied in this approach? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm able to work with animals, too. I can do the biofeedback with them. So that's a lot of fun. Because I wanted to be a veterinarian when I was younger until I learned that putting them down was part of the job. Yeah. Like, that can't be any normal. <laughs> like, you could not handle that. No, no. No, <laughs> no I would. Yeah, no. I'm going to save you, them all. Did you, do any, <laughs> did you do any vet studies? Um, I haven't done, like, any veterinarian type stuff. But, okay. I mean, I I have the certification for the biofeedback. But it's I don't have to actually, like, do any body work with them or anything. It's all. You should totally do that. So we have a, a vet in South Austin that's seen our cats for years. They're animal chiropractors. Oh, yeah. And so we, we, we learned a little. There's an animal chiropractor clinic on our campus because our dean was also a vet. And so they would adjust. So we take the dogs over there and they adjust it. And like, well, yeah, they got a spine. They got a nervous system, too. You could do acupuncture with them. Like, you do everything. Yeah. Like, the vet across the way from us, um, I remember one of our friends who worked over there came in. They're like, oh, yeah, we use a lot of this stuff. Like, we use that in IVs and we'll give that to, you know, dogs and all that. B12. Like, yeah. All that. And was, it's the same thing. Uh, the inacetyl cysteine that, uh, that is usually given in IV bags here. It's a uh, it's amino acid liver detoxer. They said they give it to their uh, li- liver transplant patients mm-hmm. over at the vets. Yeah, that's cool. A lot of stuff is very like transferable, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the same compound. I mean, yeah. it's the same chemical, right? Like when it comes to biochemistry, maybe it's arranged in a different way yeah. because the body is shaped different. But it's mm-hmm. not like I don't know. It's not like N-acetylcysteine is going to look different for a dog. Yeah. than it will for us as far as the compound right no it's true hyaluronic acid uh is really good for joint support especially in like knees and uh that was given to thoroughbred horses yeah. like for years you talk to a you know a, a breeder and they're just like oh yeah we've given that forever it saves years on horses yeah yeah like no big deal and it's funny because those things are like natural and you can't really patent nature yeah and, and so that's, maybe, since no one can make money off of it, it's not. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Frankinc- well, frankincense. You yes, mentioned that, right? Frankincense. Um, most people know frankincense because it's a biblical mm-hmm. reference, right? It's what the three wise men gave to Jesus. And they gave him a myrrh. Myrrh, frankincense and myrrh. Frankincense and myrrh. And gold. And gold. <laughs> right? But frankincense is powerful. Right? Oh, yeah. It's amazing. What do you use frankincense for? Um, I use it for a lot of different things. Uh, skin and it's a lot of a lot of the skin products because it's really good for the skin. Um, it's also good for healing like different scars and things like that. Um, for me, if I'm having trouble sleeping at all, I put a little bit on the bottom of my feet and I sleep like a baby. Hmm. Um, for animals and things like that, it can be really beneficial for seizures. Um, I've had dogs where um, they start having a seizure and the uh, owner puts a drop on their head and they immediately stop. So That's interesting. Yeah, I use a I use a, a, a frankincense um, fucking what do you call it? those things? Incense. Incense mm-hmm. for my meditations. Yeah, and they're very grounding. Yeah, yeah. it's badass. I had, a, I had a principal that said it was the only thing that kept her sane was using her frankincense at school. So, so we had uh, we had like we'll get some wasp nests or whatever that are up there. Well, right outside and there was one under the stairs and I remember when we first moved in I guess it was a big one because everyone that kept walking up were complaining about getting stung 
And they'd walk up. I'm like, so how's it going today? They're like, I'm pretty good, except for the fact that I think I just got stung by a wasp. And I'm like, oh, that sucks. And they would show it, and there's a big welt on their leg. I'm like, well, come here real quick. And I had a little bottle of frankincense. And I was like, here, let me just put that on there. Like, what is it? It's frankincense. Like, oh, the stuff baby Jesus got? Yeah, yeah, that's the same stuff. And they're like, cool, all right. So I'd put it on. They'd call me like an hour later, like, that bump's gone. And they would, we'd both be in shock. I'm like, yep, that's that's what it does, I guess, you know. And it's cool. It happened repeatedly. Yeah. And so, like, when people are talking about they're sick and they're at home, I'm like, well, you got some frankincense oil or thieves oil or lavender. Thieves is the best one. Yeah. Thieves one. Okay, put it right over what? So thieves. Um, I use thieves for everything. That have it in my hand sanitizer. I have. Um, they have toothpaste. Like I use it. I don't even know how many. You times. put it for toothpaste? It's, they make toothpaste with it. Like it's already in it. So I get it all the time. But do you do you actually know the story behind thieves? Uh, I do, but I want to hear you, you say, hear it. say it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, so back during the 15th century in the bubonic plague, there was a band of thieves that were robbing the home of the dead and the dying. And they're like, well, how are they doing this and not getting sick? So eventually they were captured, and they're like, we well, are going to die for your crimes. If you tell us how you did this and didn't get sick, it'll be quick and painless. So it ended up being a group of spice merchants, and they knew which combinations of spices would protect them from the virus, and they would just douse themselves with that before walking into these houses. So I'm like, if it protected them from the bubonic plague, like, I mean, I haven't gotten sick since I started using thieves. Yeah. There's a lady that comes in here, um, and she gets IVs, and she has thieves uh, wipes. Mm-hmm. And so she wipes everything down with thieves, so it smells wonderful yeah. when I go over to start her IV, because like, <laughs> it just smells like thieves, and I naturally get healthier because of that. But um, yeah, I love thieves. I used to see a friend of mine, he used to put on the bottom of his kid's feet yeah, before day. they'd go to sleep at night. I do that every day, too. Yeah. Yeah. Just to help boost the immune system. Um, you can also like, make a little roller blender. You can make your own little roller blender and do it up and down my spine. Ah, uh, that's yeah. cool. That's cool. I've, I think frankincense and, and thieves, even lavender is something that I consider like medicine in oh, yeah. my toolbox. Like I tell people that's that. where our medicines came from. Yeah. They were plants. That's where it started. And yeah. that's what I'm saying. It's, <laughs> I just, it's weird because I see this renaissance of like tarot card reading mm-hmm. and energy work. And it's like, we used to call them hippies. Yeah. Like really or witch like, doctors, witch yeah. doctors. Yeah. Right. And it's the same thing. It's <laughs> these, these you, things have gotten passed along. And people are like this might have worked in the past. It's it's very simple. You can do it at home, like aloe vera. Yeah. Like it's outside. You know, I had a sunburn the other day, and I was like, well, I'm gonna just go outside real quick, put some on there, bee stings, you know, whatever inflammation. I put it directly on there, and you can drink it, and it's great for your gut, right? And it's it's crazy because people have digestive issues, and they'll go and buy this and do this and come to here and like what? I'm like take well, like twenty tums. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm like. Why are you doing all that stuff? Why don't you just drink some aloe vera juice or change your diet or change your diet? (laughs) Acid reflux. I get heartburn all the time. I need to take a pill for that so I can keep eating my hot dogs and my pizza. Mm -hmm. I saw this was an actual commercial. The layer of the cable guy was on there. He was saying, that way you can eat all your hot dogs again. And I'm like, what? Like, just stop eating the hot dogs. (laughs) You can't tell Yeah, or get a gluten-free bun and, like, a natural hot dog It's still not good. It's still yeah. not healthy, man. I mean, yeah. come on. I don't even know what, what they would make out of it. But, yeah, I, to change your diet. Yeah. That's all it comes down to. Change your lifestyle. Change your approach. And if you can't, I guess, apparently, there's a bunch of trained people to help you do that, right? <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. what it comes down yeah. to. That's really, really cool. So, uh, so as we kind of you know look at the current situation right now like right what are some of the things that you would tell people right now like what could they be doing grab something from their home medicine cabinet like what 
Well, I think number one is to not stress about. Like, <laughs> stressing, yeah. like stressing puts you into a weak, you know, weakened your immune system. So if you're stressing, like like you're thinking, if you're thinking about getting sick or think that you're going to get sick, you're going to get sick. Like, it's the mindset part. Like, just kind of be smart about it. I mean, obviously, wash your hands, do all that type of stuff. My vitamins that I, my go-to, obviously, kind of a B-complex, vitamin C, Vitamin D is a really big one for me. I can't be out in the sun for too long without having sunscreen, so yeah. it kind of blocks, yeah. <laughs> blocks what I need. Um, and then um, I do, like, just making sure I get all the greens and diet-wise. I do intermittent I know you all do intermittent fasting, yep. too. So I've I found that to be probably one of the best things to keep me healthy. Yeah? Yeah. Eating less? Or just, it's not, <laughs> it's not so much eating less. It's just the time in which I eat. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I still well, eat just you, as much. Giving your time, bo- giving your body time to process everything, yeah. right? Because it's not like the idea that, like you said, eat every four hours or so. It's like, well, you're still not even done processing what yeah. you ate last, so who knows what's gonna happen if and you then just it gets clogged up, up and, yeah. yeah. And then your body's having to work extra hard to just do what you, and, you know, you just stay exposed to yeah. other shit, right? That your body's not gonna have time to do. Yeah. Another thing that I did started during quarantine is I got my near infrared sauna set up in my house. You have an infrared sauna? <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. So that's been like amazing. So how many how many times are you doing that now? Um, I was doing it up to probably like five or six days a week. I've kind of lessened just because I've been back at work, and I'm like, no, I need to get back. But I try to do it at least three to four days a week. For how long? Thirty minutes. Thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, we get cool. one in here. Like no virus is surviving in that little sauna. No, they yeah. don't. <laughs> so I, uh, we have a good friend who has a flotation room, like air, over Ooh. at Ocean Lab. Um, you should go check it out. So they yes. have a big actual room that you can like float in, and they have an awesome, amazing infrared sauna. And there's been times, even during this, like I remember, like right when like the shutdown happened with the quarantine and all that, like when back in March, um, the week leading up to it just all the chaos that was going on like the confusion and it doesn't seem yeah the fear and it was not too long ago but three months ago there was a lot of fear and uncertainty and it wasn't frustration it was fear it was like i don't know what's going on i'm about to lose my job i've got to lay off people like it was really scary and so we saw people every day wanting to get healthier and say i gotta take care of myself i can't get sick well at the end of the day i was like man i'm run down i've done like 20 ivs today and i've seen like 20 other people and baldo's worked his butt off i gotta take care of myself yeah and i remember the very last day before like everything really shut down i went over to ocean lab i told eric i was like man dude i don't care i got him coming over like if you're open or not i'm coming over i hope you <laughs> let me in and uh, in the back. <laughs> yeah i'm sticking in the back or something because uh, i was run down i could feel it yeah. And I was like, I don't think it's Corona, but I'm, my body's telling me like, you're tired. You need to rest. You need to recover. Like yeah. you as a healer, you absorb yeah. so much from people. You take on their energy, you take on their virus, almost like you're taking it from them. Yeah. Right. And so you gather it and you hold on to it. And because almost like that you can handle it. Yeah. And that's almost like the goal, right? They, they look to you now as a pharmacist to say, we hold you in a different light. Yeah. You need to take care of yourself, practice what you preach. And that's what I was trying to do. I went to the infrared sauna and I sat in there for like 30 minutes and I did a float for 45 minutes. Yeah. But that sauna, I sat there and breathed. I could sweat it out. I was like, and I felt so much better even after the sauna. Yeah. And then I went to the float afterwards. I was a million bucks. I was like, dude, <laughs> I feel awesome. Cup was full, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> and so when people get IVs and they come in here and they're like, yeah, like this is what I needed. Yeah. I'm like, this is your guard. This is part of your immune system, yep. right? And so your stuff you were talking about, you probably do it daily, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's not just 30 days. No. 
Yeah. I've been doing it for like a year and a half now. At least there's most of those things. And then the intermittent fasting I've been doing for probably about a year now. And then all the other stuff's just been slowly kind of adding on over the last five years as far as... But same with y'all. It changes. It's like, yeah. oh, let me, I want to try something different. I think, um, is that the Hafetarian? What was her name from Plan to Your... Or Prep to Your Door? What's her name? Heather? Yes. I remember she, she mentioned something about Hafetarian, like doing plant-based one day and then like the other day you do meat. And I'm like, that's kind of something I want to... Yeah. Attend, you know, just trying different things. It's fun to experiment because yeah. you... It's weird. What's your view on on food now? Is it more sustenance or is it more pleasure? It's a little bit of both. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of I, I I need the energy, but then I I, get, I still give myself my occasional treats and right. stuff. I'm a I'm an amateur baker, so sugar's my nice. weakness. Yeah, well, mine too. I know that. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I do. But I just need yeah. a very clean like yeah. cookie nowadays and brownie and all that. You know, Rick, that was here earlier. He <laughs> made a chocolate banana bread yesterday. It was like yeah. walnut flour. You know, I do a lot of gluten free, and yeah. I make everything from scratch too. So yeah, and I know it, what's in it. So yeah. it, well, that's the thing, right? But when you kind of you kind of look at it, like you make a decision based off what's best for your body yeah. rather than yeah. like what's going to taste best, because then after a while you're kind of like, you know, what I used to miss this, yeah. but now when I stopped eating it, but then I ate it and I felt like crap, and I was like, you know, it really wasn't worth it. Yeah, I can only eat bad for like a couple of days, and I'm like, I don't. Yeah, I don't even want that anymore. Like, <laughs> it's too much. Yeah, like I'm over it. I feel heavy. Like I just I feel sluggish and gross and yeah. Oh yeah, I get that. Well, it shows up also like if you'd like to work out and and you know like you know if I go for a run, I can tell what I've been eating just from like how I feel during yeah. the run, and it's just like I don't, I want to go faster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, I I feel better nowadays this is how i basically base my diet I, I eat better now because the stuff that i eat that's bad for me my stomach bloats yeah after a meal yeah and i measure like that was a good meal for me there was the right meal for me because my stomach didn't bloat yeah and yeah. so then i if you make those decisions it's kind of a weird way to approach it because then you're like well if i eat this is it going to be good or bad for me if I have digestive issues, you know, burping, acid reflux, maybe even depression. Yeah. Is this good for me or bad for me? Right? Is this going to cause an insulin spike, sugar crash because it's a bunch of sugar and chocolate I'm craving and then yeah. I'm going to feel like crap again yeah. and guilty later because I ate it? And then it's even worse because you feel bad about it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. But, and that's why I think you made a good point. It's like, well, no, I eat a little bit of both, right? Yeah. The pleasure has to be there. We do like food. Yeah. You know, even you as a chef, you make some amazing food. I'm sure a lot of it's like, yeah, it tastes so good though, right? I mean, that's really what you, you want to make it. Oh for. yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, it's not just like it's healthy. Yeah, I also but a pride lot of times the healthy food is tastes really good too. Like people yeah. don't, and some, sometimes I think people don't realize like that healthy food can still taste amazing. Like oh it's, yeah, <laughs> it's the spices. Yeah, it's, the it's spices. how you cook it. It's yeah. all the spices. He, uh, I remember, Baldo cooked a uh, corn and onions. Mm. Remember that? And oh, that was it. it was, that was it. <laughs> and he like straight he, up he grilled it on the chimenea. Like smoked it and all that, mm. and then he you put uh what'd you do with the onion? Oh, I put a I put some garlic like right. I cut the onion in half and put garlic in the center, mm. and then closed it and just left it in there for a while. Yeah, oh, so no, but delicious. you sprinkled it with uh oh with, I uh, with algae oil. I sprinkled it with algae oil and then yeah. It was it, sweet. It was very sweet. Like we were eating the onion just straight up, <laughs> and I was like, this is so sweet. It's almost like caramel uh, caramelized. And then the uh, the corn. No, was like that was a dollar. <laughs> you know, like yeah. Between that and the corn, there was like a foot long, and that had that chili dinner. powder. That was dinner. Yeah. 
it was, was delicious. Like the best, yeah. It was, and I was like, I'm full. Like I'm full off of onions and corn. Corn. Yeah, and it was good. And it's a good nutritious meal, right? Like, I mean, onions are like one of the best things ever. Yeah. Garlic is too, right? Yeah. Like, why not? Yeah. Why not? Yeah, and then some, and then you squeeze some. Li- I could put uh, lime, lime on, on everything. everything. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, come on. That's the healthiest fruit. Lime is like, like it's great. Lime and sea salt, right? And then you're good. Like that's the whole meal right there. I mean, I mean we're, you're full. Yeah. Why? Why? Every not? morning I do the apple cider vinegar with sea salt and some lemon oil. Yeah, I can't do my apple cider. <laughs> <laughs> my wife would just just swig it now oh, she, i have to add water to it well now yeah. she does uh well she's done it so long she doesn't care but she just soups it up now right she docks her so she makes like this pickle juice with it and apple cider vinegar and a little bit of lemon she'll sometimes put on neuromag and all yeah. that with it too and sometimes aloe vera juice to wash it down and i'm like man that's crazy but it works because yeah. that's like this is what helps me with my digestion yeah it helps the digestion it helps rehydrate you in the morning kind of helps get you going and all that stuff and i just i love it and works for me i know some people get really bad stomach aches with it and they can't like i just can't stomach the taste I, yeah like that and pickles i can't i just yeah, one of my friends she's just like it just gives me like this awful stomach ache i can't do it i'm like mm. oh yeah well you can't do what sauerkraut and all that yeah i can't mm. it's, just, it's just over I, I can't taste anything else for like the whole day <laughs> so yeah. then i'm just like eh. kind of ruins the day yeah, yeah i can see that well when i when i went going back to kind of the taste deal not to you know play off of what covid does but I took a bunch of zinc lozenges later that day too. If you ever eaten zinc lozenges, like you just taste zinc the rest of the day. Like everything you eat is zinc. Yeah. And I just I still that taste is coming back to me. You know? <laughs> Look, I didn't get sick. Yeah. So I'm cool with it. So, uh, how are we doing? That's wrap. Yep. So all right, cool. I think that's a good way to to end it right there. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, how can all our listeners find you? How can they uh, find you as a patient? So um, on Instagram, I am the feedback pharmacist, and pharmacy is spelled with an F. Um, my uh, website is thefeedbackpharmacy.com, again, with an F instead of a PH. Um, and you can also email me at info at thefeedbackpharmacy.com. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for listening in. We'll see you soon.